Hello and welcome to the Just Mates podcast where we aim to destigmatize men not speaking up about mental health. Remember to follow our social pages on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Just Mates Pod. You can listen to and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcast. All the links are provided in the description. In today's episode, we will be discussing hope. Um, ways to say stay hopeful, um, how hope can kind of affect our mental health and kind of like the mental science behind it, really. Yeah, why did you want to talk hope? So I guess um, one of the main factors of it would be because obviously as listeners may know i've not been working this whole time and i've been was made redundant and blah 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 the same old sob story and i just in the last few weeks i was holding on to a really like big opportunity and then it fell through the roof and it didn't come through and at that point i just felt like giving up i honestly felt like that's i can't be asked to apply anymore let me just do whatever and i was so close to getting like an out of industry job um and just look elsewhere and at the last minute i mean i was all glory to god and my perseverance as well i managed to land an opportunity in a full-time role somewhere that i was freelancing and it was somewhere that i didn't actually expect to basically land a job i was just freelancing on the basis of helping them out and on the second week of freelance they turned around and pretty much handed me the job on a on a plate See, I told you to help yeah, in there. I mean, a lot of people, you included, um, a lot of my friends around me were telling me to just not give up. And at that moment that I was ready, I was honestly, that Friday that I found out from this company that I weren't going to get the job, I was ready to just pack it all in and apply for like a retail job and just give up. And I managed to just pull through. I got the carried on with the freelance work and yes it all came together i mean at least one side of my life is kind of getting sorted Proud yeah you, so yeah that, that's kind of why hope was the inspired topic um have there been any moments in maybe not even it doesn't even have to be lockdown related corona related it could be anything like where you've nearly given up on something or someone or like anything and the last minute there's been like a sign or you've just managed to find hope and kind of what was your reason for getting that hope back i could speak about loads of people where i've lost hope and just given up <laughs> um in yeah. general uh that i've dealt with but i i, I kind of want to relate it to how i similarly had a, like got a job like my current job it's kind of like you really um obviously it's less extensive but like um i had so many i had not so many interviews probably like six to eight interviews before i had my current job um and i was like i was just giving up (laughs) towards the end and i was i applied for my current job i I wasn't thinking that i was going to get it because the company's like amazing but you know i i just i just said you just got to hold on just see what like screw it see what happens Uh, and like hope is it's what it's a thing that can easily inflate but 
easily it's like a balloon it can easily like inflate you can get hope really easy but it can deflate so quickly yeah um, i mean that's my perspective on it I, really i think um, it's it, uh, it's so easy to tell people and even ourselves that oh let's just feel hopeful and just hope for the best and that term hope for the best is quite detrimental because when you're telling that to someone who's depressed or anxiety they're not going to feel hopeful no matter how many times you say it and mm. i think it's just maybe there's alternative ways of phrasing that and saying things because i know that i'm guilty of doing the same like i'll tell people to just be hopeful but when you're when you're in that moment of like giving up and you've tried everything and things aren't falling into place we'd be lying if we said that we didn't feel like we ha we had hope um i think, yeah, I think I, i'd much rather someone say to me be strong or something yeah just hold in there um or just say like you're resilient be resilient um yeah, that's, that's it. I think um, the term hopefulness, like, I guess it kind of makes you depend on that certain thing that you're hopeful for. And then yeah. that can be quite, like, traumatising in a sense, because if you don't get that thing, then you've put all your, like, mental energy into hoping that that's going to happen and then you're let down. You kind of have to prepare don't you like mentally prepare for the thing not working out as well, but thinking of alternative ways of getting around the certain situation. So I guess in terms of the job situation for us, it would have been if we didn't get them jobs in our industry, we would have just, our alternative would be turn around, take a step back and get a job in retail, get a, get a basic job and still apply that's the feeling of hopefulness that we'll still carry on but feeling i guess resilient and persevering and still applying for the industry-based jobs while we're we're taking a step back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have to build your hope to to be able to keep the mental kind of strength to do that yeah i mean there's nothing worse than just I think well, actually, it, it comes with maturity, doesn't it? I mean, I I become less hopeful, but in like a mature way. Not not it's not as a bad thing, but like I I don't how how can I put this? Like I used to see the people. I used to see when I was younger, people have good intentions. Yeah, but then as you grow up, you begin to realise that ninety nine. Well, that's a bit harsh. Like ninety percent of people will walk over you to get something. Do you know what? I was, like, yeah, you're so right. I think it's a level of naivety as well, isn't it? That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, like you're so right. Like I was talking to someone about this as well. Like how I think I think I'm kind of guilty of thinking this way as well. Like thinking that everybody's a nice person, where in in real in real like in reality, a lot of people even ourselves to be honest we are out for ourselves like we are quite selfish people and it's just natural it's a natural trait like we're gonna think of ourselves before anyone else in the sense of things benefiting us i mean it's very rare to find people that will put you first uh, and actually mean it like there's a lot of i'm not saying my current or 
or prior but like there are a lot of workplaces that might make out and be quite performative in it and make out that they're there to help you but a lot of the time it's just you're a number to them and I think if you just keep hope that oh they're going to do this they're going to do that you kind of you, you need to grow a backbone in a sense without sounding horrible because you have to stand on your own two feet and not rely on others and be hopeful that everyone's as nice as you are yeah well the majority of people in this world are you know are not nice like it's it's actually hard to be a good person yeah like it's really really freaking hard and like why would you you've got to think really like why would you be a genuinely good person because there's a lot you know i try really hard to be a nice nice guy right for for so many years um i'm not i'm not saying i'm a dick but it comes a time and a point where it's like you know you have to you have to push through and maybe be a little bit aggressive to get what you want and move forward um but it's 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 difficult really finding the balance between being a dick and you know satisfying people's needs i think a lot of people can either go one or the other way though that's the thing like you'll get people that are too nice and then you'll also get the people that are like they don't give a give a shit really yeah i had this situation in the past week or couple of months i I can't remember when it was um but i was dealing with this person who was I don't know. I was just trying to be... I was being too nice and jokey, I guess, with them. And they kind of use that to their advantage. And they'll walk over you a little bit. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that. You be nice and people just take that as a sign of weakness. And then what I did was I was like, right, I'm not. I'm not getting walked over. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play blunt and I'm gonna be hard not harsh, but I'm gonna be tough but fair. And then it stopped. Yeah. As soon as you stop giving them the energy, I think they they get bored, don't they? Yeah, they do, because people feed off of it, don't they? So Yeah. I mean uh, <laughs> I think I, I, I kind of wanna talk about ways that we can actually keep ourselves hopeful but in kind of a more realistic standpoint yeah um, th- I like- there's a lot of i'm just looking at this website and there's a, there's like five little factors on on how to kind of cultivate hope and reduce anxiety and um and there's evidence based on it on these things working but i just want to mention this quick quote that i've just read and it's by erin lynn Rabb. i think he's a phd education and resilience expert as such and the quote is the most resilient people those who can recover quickly from experiences of fear and move forward reasoned action actively practice hope and optimism daily so i think that's kind of in in dumbing that down it's kind of saying that people that can get over things quickly and not um kind of what's the word dwell Dwell on it yeah that's the word um not dwell on on the things happening they tend to be more hopeful and optimistic so maybe that's kind of like a cure in a sense of just trying to push past things that happening and not be impulsive It's a difficult one to talk about, really, because that is, in a sense, a definition of resilience. Yeah. Uh, Trying to be 
yeah, not thinking about the past and just moving on, I guess. I think, um, yeah, if you have the strength to do that, you're naturally going to be more hopeful because you won't really think about what's just happened. You'll hope that the next thing that does happen will be more positive. Yeah, I'm trying to fight this, like strike the balance here between that and, you know, being cautious of the past yeah. as well is incredibly, incredibly useful. I mean, I don't know... <laughs> I don't want to pin this on my family, but like my family had a tendency when I was younger, when I was a kid to kind of buy the wrong present for me at Christmas. Yeah. Um, and this, this sounds, this sounds a bit spoiled. It might've been um, at the time. And I didn't throw a tantrum or anything. I'm very good. But like, there was a couple of things where it's like, have you seen that Simpsons episode where like Bart's mum buys him a game and it's not the right I game. I think I may have done you talking. Yeah, basically, he buy he buy he, Marge buys a Bart a game um, when Bart wanted like another game, but he's like he loved his mum and he hugged his mum regardless, right? Um, and he played the game, what whatever it was, it, it was not what he wanted. That was kind of like me in a couple of circumstances. So like I wanted something specific, and I told them it, but they would get me something else, and they I'd see this their smiles, right? And I'd be like, okay, no, I'm happy with this. I don't care if it's not what I wanted. Yeah. I wouldn't tell them that, but I'd just be like, cool, that's fine. I'm, I like what you've got me. And then I think like from that standpoint, I kind of every single year I expected less and less and less. Oh. But is, it was, is that it, so? It was really healthy. Is that huh? so? So you, you, so I guess every year you kind of built up this thing that you're not going to get what you want. Yeah, and you just, I just built up this like resilience, I guess, to things and kind of preparing for the worst, but in like a mature way, yeah. in like a nice way where nobody feels like crap. <laughs> um, I guess like the first time maybe I threw a tantrum or something, but then afterwards I was like, no, I'm just happy that you got me this. I'm happy that, you know. Yeah. And that's like a small example, but um, I've, I've, I don't know, you might be a bit like me, but I tend to prepare for the worst with a lot of things. See, with me, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I do in a sense, but I also become really hopeful that a certain thing that i'm waiting on will fall through and actually like come through because with a lot of these job applications i had a few interviews and they went and i can't even lie like they went so well they went really well like the whole interviews like there was nothing negative and i i just left every single interview feeling so hopeful i was telling a few people at the time i think yourself as well included oh the interview went really well um i can't see them saying no kind of thing and then you kind of built build up that hope and expectancy that it's going to be a positive outcome and then when it's turned around and you find out that no you haven't got the job or somebody else is better than you you all that hope in that moment just gets crumbled down and you kind of the fact that you're expecting the best to happen and it doesn't i think i was kind not not immature but hadn't really prepared for the worst in their moments and i think going forward that's what i need to build on i need to build on not hope being too hopeful yeah i, li- I like that point and i was just thinking because you can relate relate to what i'm about to say so like we both you and i won't say who it is but both you and me know somebody um that used to talk a bit about 
you know, the, oh, this is going to, this is rubbish. This is rubbish. Um, do you know who I'm on about? Like, this is, oh, this is all rubbish. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And that kind of mindset of not having any hope really like impacted other people. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm trying to, trying to articulate this into words, um, but I can't. It's like, if you're not hopeful, don't spread it around yeah. because that can leech onto other people. So, yeah, obviously, like that that type of behavior can leech. Yeah, you're right, and I think no matter what the mood is, you you don't really realize how you can affect other people, and you, uh, whether you're close to the person or not, when you're around them a lot, especially or talking to them, and you already know that they're going to have a negative stance on something, it kind of brings your own mood down. And whether they're hopeful or not, you kind of lose hope as well. And then it's like a domino effect on on feeling less hopeful, I guess. And you're right. Like, if you are feeling that kind of way, it's, it is important to talk about it. And if you're feeling like you're losing hope, like, at a really, like, progressive rate then yeah talk out but don't deflect i think that's the word deflect your yeah your mood on others and kind of spread that negativity as well yeah i like to define myself as like an optimistic person <laughs> yeah that was asked in one of my interviews actually and that's how i answered it yeah, they, oh, really? they said to me, they asked me a question um, that was like, do you feel like you're more of an optimistic designer or a pessimistic designer? And I said, it's important to have a bit of both. Yeah, of course it is. You know, if you're too optimistic, you're naive. If you're too pessimistic, you're a bit too, I don't know what the word Moody. is. <laughs> Moody. <laughs> um, a bit too boring, Yeah, maybe. And I think you, you can become like a draining source of energy for people and people might not even come to you with their news because they'll think that you're going to say something negative on it. Yeah, I, I hate it when people are like that, you know. You mentioned one thing, they're like, oh, this is so rubbish. It's, so, it's just projecting. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it does go relate back to victim kind of culture, doesn't it? Yeah, and like, have you, have you ever worked or like not worked with when we're talking about if you've spoken to americans a lot of americans are really optimistic. yeah they're really um i think they're too optimistic to be honest yeah like so optimistic and then you get over here and then it's like pessimism central or like you could you could you could kind of define like the south of england as quite pessimistic and the north is maybe quite optimistic i i don't know i've it depends on the individual obviously but like the people i've met up north are actually quite yeah they're bubbly uh, and like hello thank you please and then you come down south and it's like oh yeah no i know exactly <laughs> what you mean and i think that's also a reflection of the things that are happening around us as well like especially with for example corona like how do you feel about that at the moment in terms of hope honestly honestly yeah. i'm quite pessimistic about it mate to be honest like uh, at the start i was quite optimistic i was thinking you know what a couple of like a couple of months i can do that fine and it's like naf you and me were like almost out of work a year ago um 
not in the office a year ago. It's it's about that eleven months, and now it's like I'm feeling like uh, I just I don't know what this country. No, is doing. I know, and I think in terms of like Corona, like when it started, we like you just said, we thought it would only be like a short term thing, and then we're like a year on, and we I kind of feel like we've. We're, we've not moved anywhere. We've stayed at the same point, if not got worse. Um, but at this whole time, I've not really felt hopeful. Like, I can't lie and say that I have been hopeful about things getting better. I mean, there have been moments where I thought, oh, maybe this will be it. Maybe this will be the time that we can actually do stuff. And, of course, it's important to have that kind of mentality that things will get better. I mean, it's it's natural to want want better for yourself and for everyone but i think sorry to jump in there mate um i think you can become more optimistic and hopeful when you have con- full control over a situation yeah. so <clears throat> it's interesting you mentioned yeah. that is i was talking to someone about work situation and how we feel like basically others like companies people in companies don't really care about us as individuals like they're just out for their business in a sense whereas when you're a business owner yourself or work for yourself you have that level of control over what you're doing and you kind of can you you control the dynamic of your atmosphere really because it's you in charge and i think that's when you can project more hope onto others because you have that level of control yeah and that's why you see people who are like maybe lower end of the company maybe someone at like even my level you know um executive level or maybe even in like not even in not intern but like lower lower end of the spectrum um the company people might be more pessimistic because have less control and it's people above them who do have more control kind of like the hierarchical kind of system doesn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get like too into that at all, but like there's a reason why heads of companies are visionaries. Well um, and if they were something like blocking that, then I guess they you can't be a pessimist no, and be at the top. I think it's important to actually mention that like minded people help like minded people. So the rich will help the Good rich point. naturally and the poor will help the yeah. poor because they know where their roots are. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, it's that's just so true. all about, like, for example, you don't often, I know it's in the movies and, like, films and stuff, but you don't often see rich people with, like, relationships, I mean, in the sense of rich people with poor people. You don't often see that. It's always rich people are with rich people. Um, middle age, middle um, class people are with middle class people. And because that's their environment, that's their atmosphere. They They're not exposed to like being with people of a higher nature does that make sense so obviously in them in them whatever hierarchy you're in whether it's upper class middle class lower class that level of hope is dictated by the people you're around yeah and that goes back to my point about that individual i was talking about yeah leeching thing um so 
yeah it's just i just want it i just want it to be written on the wall everywhere you go just don't be a dick <laughs> i think it, you shouldn't have to be told that really but a lot of people need no, but that people need to know it you need a reminder because it's so easy to be a dick it's so yeah. easy uh, and people just forget yeah you know? um being a pessimist like a complete pessimist like portraying your insecurities or like disbeliefs or whatever onto people destroying people's hope and optimism is just it's so freaking dangerous because i don't know like naf imagine if i came into the office and was like we're, st- we're still working with you and was like oh this whole corona thing we're all gonna fucking die like all the and you, you actually believe me right you actually like a little bit of what I was saying was getting into your yeah. brain. Like that could really hurt. It is because I could then go home and project the same emotions to people around me um, in my, in a different environment. And then it becomes like a knock on effect and you're now spreading all that hate in a sense. And, yeah. and we're not, yeah. I, I guess I, I want to like kind of emphasize, we're not disregarding people that have negative emotions do speak out um but there are people out there who kind of carry this negative energy and like you said like i I think we'll just end up repeating this a lot it does leach on to others and you kind of become a, a ball of magnet of negative energy and that's all you're spreading and pe- people will av- avoid you. Yeah, it's that right. You are right, and it's it's that correct balance of like speaking out and saying, you know, I'm I'm not okay here. I'm feeling mentally just I'm not yeah. well. Um, and versus, you know, that kind of mind state where it's everything is bad, everything is awful. Because like, I think a really depressed person wouldn't be like yeah. that. You know, like a really really depressed person you, like if if you like me when you get depressed like you just don't talk like you just don't yeah. talk to people i think it's like, also um, i think in that sense you you have to try and help that person to refrain from um having negative thoughts and i've just read something here which is is kind of based on perspective mm-hmm. and it's how you can shift that negative kind of mindset so for example it says you might have a thought here it says i'm never going to be i'm never going to stop feeling anxious about everything that's going on and thinking like that if you just changed it to which is it says here it's natural to be anxious right now and there are things i can do to make it better that is just a completely different stance on it but it means the same thing do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so instead of telling yourself that things are going to go wrong try and I think we as people naturally we we are problem makers um around us as well like we'll we'll see people that are problem makers so instead of finding a solution all we're doing is creating a not creating a sense but talking about the problem but until we come up with a solution how are you going to be hopeful I'm just trying yeah no that's, that's a, what, it's what just, I'm looking on a, it's like in a Newport Academy it's just um, an article Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like a making this like a quite a personal thing, but um, and you could probably relate to this as well. Um, if you're like neglected as a kid by certain someone, or but you know, even as like an adult or like in relationships, that sort of thing, right? I think you have a tendency to 
like i think when you grow up you're quite you're obviously quite naive because kids are really naive yeah. they don't know what the hell you know they're and from their ass right um a lot of the time and then when you get older and you know shit hits the fan and stuff really starts to hit you um i think i don't know i kind of had this growing up where like i'd have had have set hopes and expectations for a lot of things but 90 well 80 percent of those things yeah. weren't ever met and i kind of developed this mind state as well like where i think it's quite it affected me quite badly to be honest but like I kind of have this mindset where I'm like, things might go bad. Yeah, but that's, that's okay. it. That's it. Because things yeah. always go bad, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be. I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not being too pessimistic here. But like, for argument's sake, my dad leaving and stuff. Um, that stuff is like is taught me not to be dependent on people. Like, and not not too de- like not too dependent on people close to you. Um, I guess because stuff yeah. could turn its head, uh, or like not even close to you, but like it could be friends. Um, because I've had friends and stuff like clo- like quite close friends that are just dis- they're distant yeah. memories now, and uh, so that's kind of you know I can't you can't rely. No, on I people. think you have to learn uh, to be independent as well. Um, it's a good point you've just mentioned. Kind of like our past traumas do build us up to be who we are now in terms of hope and expectancy. Like, for example, like you just said, like when I was about 18, 19, I had so many goals set myself for myself that by the time I'm 25, I'll have this, I'll have X, Y, Z. And like, I'll have had all this success. And I kind of, I was naive in that sense to think that I was definitely going to get these things. I didn't prepare for the fact that I'll, I didn't even think that maybe this won't happen. It was only up until kind of, kind of like the recent years that it's real. I've realised more like a realistic standpoint on them things happening. But I was too hopeful, and that had a negative effect on me because now I'm 25, and whether I'm over that thought process now or not, I'm st- I still think back to them thoughts, and I feel like I'm underachieving. You just said something which freaking scared me, mate. That really scared me because I've done the What's exact that? same thing. Like the that just um, that was <laughs> bloody weird. Um, that's really weird because when I was growing up, I would do the exact same thing. I would set goals, like you know, when I didn't really know what direction I was going to take in life. Was it business? Was it I don't know? But I don't want to be a teacher and stuff. Like, did I what sports did I want to play? Like, I would look at things and I play and I'd say. I want to do this to my best of the ability. I'm going to be, you know, yeah. top of the range. Like there's been numerous times where I've created like a business, an idea and stuff. And things have gone like I've set up a website domain. I've done a logo. I've done. And then like, or like with sports and it's like, it could be like American football where like, I don't know a year or two before I played it, I was like, Oh, I could do this. I could play for great Britain and stuff. And then, and then it's just like, <laughs> when i was a kid I'd, I'd maybe pitch myself as like being successful in like a you know an amazing company or my own company and stuff and like and now i'm at a level where it's like i don't care i just want to have enough yeah. money to get by to buy a few things i think we, and... what you're essentially saying is we we learn to practice gratitude more as we grow up 
and we have a level of appreciation yeah. for not so much the things that we wish we had but the things that we actually have that maybe others don't so when i do reflect on the things that i hoped i'd have by now i then also change my mindset to think but i also have this now instead of that so like for yes. example i never i never i think even my whole time working at um the previous job where we were i never thought i know this this sounds stupid i just never imagined that i'd need to buy my own imac like i just thought i'd always be working i can make use of my macbook i might get a an updated macbook and i kind of was hopeful and and kind of dependent on the fact that the work place would supply me with that and i'd never have to be independent in that sense but i've now where i was made redundant the first thing i did was i had to buy, buy a machine because of all the that was my kind of source of income like doing freelance work etc um i guess mm-hmm. that taught me to not be too hopeful in a sense in not in a not in a negative way but in the fact that prepare for the fact that you might not get what you're expecting. I think a lot of it, you just, as a kid or like growing up, even like around maybe just a few years younger than our age, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, how do, how do I, form, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm struggling to formulate my words today. Um, you just don't realise how No, that's how it. It's the reality it of, of everything actually happening and that's the... It. Yeah, it's just if it's actually kind of possible, because not not to not to sound stupid, but I don't know. Maybe you had the same thought process. I genuinely thought that I would be rich by the time I'm twenty five. I like yeah. these words were said. Me and my friend, um, funny enough, um, one of my really close friends, and he's actually reached out to me today. Um, we'd always have these micro goals and big goals of being so successful by the time we're 25. And I think I kind of grabbed onto that optimism of that actually happening. And now I feel a bit kind of anxious and like mentally like not there because I haven't achieved them things. But I'm now, after talking about it with you on this on this call, it's kind of making me realise that goals are interchangeable, like things change, you adapt with what's going on. Something that you felt like you might have needed before could be something you really don't need now. That's so true. And it's like you see a lot of people... Um, I think maybe I don't I don't want to direct this to women, but it's like an, it's an actual thing where like loads of women, I guess, will work really hard. You know, this isn't all women, but like, you know, high, highly successful people like it could be dudes as well. Right. They work their ass off. They get in a company, they get to the top and then they realize I want a family and this yeah. just isn't worth it. Like being here, working these hours, like, you know, what's an extra couple of hundred like. And that's when you kind of sort your priorities out in a sense, don't you? Like them goals that you had set, or maybe it might even be to the point that you've achieved something and that's all you wanted to do. You just wanted to achieve it so that you know you could do it. And that's your goal done. And now I'm going to take a step back, do something else and kind of adapt with my current circumstances, i.e. family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just 
plodding along, I guess, and just setting setting the right goal for the right time. Being realistic is so I find it really difficult um, with a lot of things because to be realistic, you need yeah, to have experience. And I think we didn't touch on this, and I don't think. Um, it is really important and one of these points that is on this website is limiting your media exposure so like news coverage for example um things that happen in the social in on social media and you kind of comparing yourself to others which we always end up mentioning anyway that kind of can dis destroy your hope in certain things because you can look at other people and think they've got it all i'm never going to get this I don't follow any workout people, like um, fitness people. I don't follow any news um, people that were just like posing, like a lot of people who were just posing on Instagram being yeah. fake. I've, um, I remember followed. you saying this before. A lot of it is just performative, isn't it? Yeah. It just kind of makes you feel more vulnerable. Yeah, that's why I like the Instagram feed, like my personal one, a lot more than, you know, Facebook where yeah. anything can crop up. I like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just one. It's a really good point to be honest. Like limiting your me- your your exposure to to the outside world and like the media and what they portray, because that can kind of deflect on how you portray yourself as well. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just I I found that when I was following all this Corona nonsense at the start of last, it's not nonsense, but Corona stuff at the start of last year, it just it did really affect my mood for like maybe yeah four or five. Six You're right because at the start of it, at, I mean every night at ten o'clock I'd be watching the the news updates, probably nearly near enough every single day, and it was kind of like oh this many deaths, oh this many deaths, and every day it was an increasing number or whatever it was. And it just set your mood for the night, and that was it. I was I was pissed off for the rest of the night, thinking nothing's changing. Instead of just actually mm. getting through what I'm actually doing, I'm just thinking more so about what's going on. I think a lot of people are like that, to be honest, yeah, with this definitely. thing. Um, but yeah, I think um, we've covered quite a lot of different things there and kind of our own experiences, I guess, and how we've kind of dealt with hope in yeah it's i like that line about it just being an optimistic pessimist i think yeah. that's the best the, way it, to go everything has things. a balance it's like yin yang isn't it really yeah you could don't be too optimistic because you know things can go wrong and they will go wrong and don't be too pessimistic because yeah what's exactly. the point of even trying i think the last thing i really want to say is be hopeful but don't be naive. So I think that's yeah, I kind that, of it? a summary of, of our chat today, really. And just play to your own strengths and make sure that you, or ensure that you are around positive, optimistic people as well, um, because that can help lift your mood and not be overwhelmingly hopeful, but have that balance of good can happen. Let me make the most of the current situation. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with cutting off people. Hundred percent, really and that you will notice your mood changing really well. But yeah, thanks yeah. again, guys. Um, this has been episode thirty-three. Um, again, we had a few weeks out. I think we're going to just play it by ear, really, on on what weeks we can kind of do. Um, I think it works better this way as well, especially as we're both working. Yay, I'm working now. 
but but yeah as, as we're both working we'll just adjust to our own timelines really but um yeah thanks for listening you can follow us on our social media at, on facebook instagram or twitter at just mates pod um listen to us on youtube at just mates podcast and yeah just um let us know if you have yeah. any thoughts use the the hashtag just mates pod on social media and we'll be looking out for things that people say <laughs> thank you very much um i have been the face um, and we'll see you later bye